that, dear friends, let's turn to uh, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter uh, C, please, just for a short reading. <coughs> the book of Deuteronomy, which is the last book, as you know, of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Deuteronomy, chapter C, and we're going to pick up the reading from uh, verse 23. And this is Moses speaking. And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy might. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might? I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is before, that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain and Lebanon. But the Lord was wroth with me for your sakes, and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this matter. Get thee up into the top of Pisgath, and lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward, and behold it with thine eyes, for thou shalt not go over this Jordan. But charge Joshua, and encourage him, and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. So we abode in the valley over against Beth Peor. Uh, quite recently I came across a very good um, quotation. It's actually from the pen of William Arthur Ward. And I want you to listen very carefully to it. And I quote, Flutter me, and I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not like you. Ignore me, and I may not forgive you. Encourage me, and I will not forget you. Tremendous words by William Arthur Ward. Flutter me, and I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not like you. Ignore me, and I may not forgive you. Encourage me, and I will not forget you. And this morning I'm going to speak to you on a very, very, very important subject. And it is the subject of the ministry of encouragements. And this has been laid upon my heart for this particular service this morning. The important subject of the ministry of encouragements. Now let me give you first of all three reasons why this is a very important subject, the ministry of encouragement. Here's the first reason. Because it's a ministry we all need. 
Secondly, it's a ministry we can all engage in. And then lastly, it's a ministry that is life-changing. And I want you, dear friends, this morning to give me your undivided attention to this vital, important subject of the ministry of encouragements. First of all, then, it's a ministry we all need. And there's not one person in this meeting this morning that can say, well, I, this message is not for me. Because here's a message that concerns every man and every woman and every young person in this meeting. Because we, are, we all need encouragements. Because we are all human. And there are times in which we grow weary, we grow tired, we are cast down, and we are discouraged. And sooner or later, we will need to be encouraged. Now, the tendency today in evangelical circles... And I wonder, have you ever noticed this? And I've noticed it over the years. And it is the evangelical smile. As soon as a person enters the church doors, on goes the lovely evangelical smile. And we ask the person, the man or the woman, when I, how are you doing? And nine times out of ten, you will get the answer, fine. Getting on, fine. But really, if we knew the truth about that person, they're not getting on, fine. They've got problems, they've got worries, they've got difficulties, they've got burdens, but it's behind the evangelical smile. They keep you at arm's length, so dear, but no further. They don't want you to know their problems, their difficulties. And they want to give you the idea that everything is hunky-dory. Not a cloud in the sky, not a ripple on the sea. Everything is just wonderful. But everything is not wonderful. They need encouragements. They need help. They're cast down. They need lifted up. They need that word of encouragement. They need that arm around them to embrace them because of how they feel. And I wonder, dear brother and sister, this morning, have you come? And as soon as you enter that door, you put on the lovely smile. And perhaps you've already told people that you're feeling wonderful, you're feeling fine. As that happens... Well, I want to tell you, you need to be encouraged. But I stand, you may say to me, Stanley, at the moment I'm feeling okay. Everything's going wonderful. Not a cloud in the sky, not a ripple in the sea. Everything's okay at the moment. 
Well, if that's the case, wonderful. But tell me there, what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about next month? What about next year? Sooner or later, and this has not been pessimistic, this is facing facts. Sooner or later, you and I are going to need encouragement. And that is why this is a very important subject for the simple, obvious, logical reason it's a ministry we all need. But let me say secondly, it's a ministry we all can engage in. There are many of God's people. They sit down and they say, when I, how can I serve God? I can't sing. I can't be like Graham, get up and play a musical instrument. And you feel helpless. You feel almost hopeless with regard to serving God. Die, dear Christian, listen very carefully. You may not be able to sing. You may not be able to play a musical instrument. You may not be able to get up and speak. But here is a ministry you have and you can engage in. The ministry of encouragement. Isn't that wonderful? Did you know that? Here's a ministry you can engage in. And here's a ministry that God expects you to engage in. As we shall see. So that's the second reason why it's vitally important. It's a ministry we all can engage in as the people of God. And you dip into the word of God. And you find time and time again. People encouraging each other. Uh, Moses had to encourage Joshua. We read that this morning. Here's what the Lord said to Moses. Verse 28. But charge Joshua. Listen to this. And encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. Notice, and encourage him. And how Joshua needed that encouragement. Why? Because Moses shortly is going to die, and he's going to have a private funeral. Did you notice that? He had a private funeral, a private funeral, because God Himself conducted his funeral and buried him in a place we don't know of even of today. Moses brought them to the brink of the promised land, but Joshua was going to take them over the Jordan and into the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. What a task to step in after Moses, the mighty man of God. Joshua needed encouragement. And the Lord said, Moses, you charge Joshua and encourage him. And then we find that Jonathan encouraged David. 
Do you remember David was in exile in the wilderness? He was being persecuted by Saul who hated him and detested him and was hounding him. And there's poor David in the wilderness. And we find these lovely words that Jonathan, Saul's son, sought him out in the wilderness. And the authorised version puts it so beautifully, and strengthened his hand in God. Now isn't that lovely? Strengthened his hand in God. Spoke to him, encouraged him in the wilderness, being hounded by Saul. And then, what about Onesiphorus? He encouraged Paul. And I wonder, do we have an Onesiphorus here in the New Beginning Church in Moody'sburn? Do we have an Onesiphorus here in this church? Here's what Paul said about Onesiphorus. He says, the, the authorised version puts it, For he oft refreshed me, and was not ashamed of my chain. And we say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Paul needing encouragement? Surely not. Paul's the man who was caught up into the thought heaven. Paul's the man who had visions and revelations. Paul gave to us 13 letters in the New Testament. Surely Paul never got discouraged. Paul never got downcast. Ah, friends, the danger in reading the Bible about these characters is this. We elevate them to a great pedestal. We put them up and we say, ah, they would never be discouraged. Don't be so silly, friends. They were just human like you and me. And when Onesiphorus refreshed Paul, he was in a prison. Not the prison like Bellini. Get three good meals a day and do an open university course about with a degree in sociology. Not that sort of prison. But a cold, damp Roman prison. And poor Saul, poor Paul is, he's downcast. He's, down, he's discouraged. And long comes Onesiphorus. Found about where he was. And refreshed him in some way. Probably brought food to him. But here's how Dr. Phillips paraphrased it. Listen to this. Many times did that man put fresh heart into me. Now isn't that beautiful? Many times did that man put fresh heart into me. And when Onesiphorus left Paul in the prison, Paul was encouraged, he was strengthened, he was built up, and fresh heart was in him. Oh, that's real, true encouragement. Dear brother and sister, when you meet a brother or a sister going through a difficult time, and what you say and what you do, you put fresh heart into that man and into that woman.
Moses encouraged Joshua. Jonathan encouraged David. Onesiprus encouraged Paul. Ah, but what about our Lord himself? He's our supreme example. And here's what he said to Peter. Now listen carefully. Simon, Simon, Satan have desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. And when you are, when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Now, how do you think Peter felt? When the Lord said to him, Peter, I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. You say, didn't his faith fail? No, friends. His courage failed him. That is faith. Because the Lord strengthened him, and his faith did not fail, even though his courage did. And sometimes I think, dear Christian, we glibly say to people, I'll pray for you. And we've got every intention of praying for that person, but sometimes we forget about praying for the person. When you say, I'm going to pray for you, pray for the person. Don't forget it. You see, we all need encouragements. I need encouragement. Now, please don't all rush at the end of the service. Just, just queue up nicely and I'll see you one by one. I need encouragement. But you know, there's some silly Christians. Ah, they say we don't like encouraging preachers because they may get a big head. Silly Christians. The Lord has his own ways of keeping his servants humble without you trying to do it no no your business if the preacher has blessed you and encouraged you go and tell him so and forget about him getting a big head the Lord will keep him humble Graham needs encouragement and my what a fantastic job he does on that musical instrument no doubt Graham gets a bit discouraged He's getting on, you know. He's 40 years of age. He's getting on. And he probably needs a wee bit of encouragement. Tell me, when was the last time you went up and said, Graham, you're doing a great job playing that instrument. Keep up the good work. When was the last time? You see, dear friends, we need to get busy encouraging each other. We all need encouragement. I need it. You need it. Graham needs it. Sandy Steen sitting there. He needs it. We, we all need encouragement. And it's something we can all engage in. Speak that lovely gentle word. But sometimes it can be very humorous. Just recently I was in the Royal Bank of Scotland in, in, in Wisher. And there was a queue in the bank at that time, and I was in the queue, and there's this lovely woman, this lovely woman came, and she was going around different people if you could help them. And she came to me, and I explained when I, I wanted to go to the counter. And I said, when I, my dear, you keep up that good work, and who knows one day you will become a manageress. Do you know what she said to me? 
Še se je prajavno babiče ves. Prajavno babiče ves. A da je so še vosto, pa še vožje se. Oh, how I felt. Oh, that the ground made open up. But you see, friends, I was trying to be encouraging to her. See, you, you never know who you're speaking to. So be prepared for the surprises. Think of it, I am the manageress. What an example that was. The manageress of the Royal Bank of Scotland. And she's going to, and, and helping different people in the queue. So it's a ministry we all need. It's a ministry we can all be engaged in. Doesn't matter who you are. Speak that word of comfort. Speak that word of encouragement. Speak that word of inspiration. Pray for that person if you say you're going to pray for them. Let me say thirdly and very quickly. It's a ministry that is life changing. The results will utterly abase you. You see, what oxygen is to the body, encouragement is to the soul. What oxygen is to the body, encouragement is to the soul. It's like ice cream in the Sahara Desert. It's like sunshine after the rain. Oh, the power when someone gives you that word of encouragement. Now, I'm going to make a confession, dear friends. They say confession is good for the soul, but not good for the reputation. Sometimes I preach in certain places, and maybe I've had a hard time preaching. Sometimes it doesn't come easy preaching. If you don't believe me, you have a go. You have a go, friends. Uh, then after you, you had the service and been difficult preaching, and then the old devil says to you, "My, you made a mess of that. You made a mess of that." And boy, you feel you feel down. You feel discouraged. But I've had the experience, friends, of some brother or some sister coming to me after the service and saying, "Stanley." I want to thank you for that message this morning. It was a message from God to me. Oh, how it blessed me to think that I was a, a, a means of blessing to that particular person. And it lifted me up. It encouraged me. And of course, when I get alone with God, I bring all the praise and I give it to the Lord. He's the one who gets all the glory. I'm just a messenger, friends. I'm just like a postman delivering the post. No glory comes to me, all glory goes to the Lord. What oxygen is to the body, encouragement is to the the soul. It's amazing what it can do in a person's life. That word of encouragement. What, that, what about that we verse in Romans 12? The first part is very easy to do. Not the second part. Here's the first part says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice. That's the easy part. 
Ah, but this next part says, and weep, weep with them that weep. Do you know anything about it, friends? Of sitting down beside that person and crying, not crocodile tears, but tears of, of sympathy with that person. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Because sometimes tears can speak volumes that words can't. Now, as a, a church minister, I have conducted uh, many, many funerals over the years. And have you ever noticed that when there's a funeral, people get up, and rightly so, and they speak all the nice things about the woman or the man that has deceased, that has died. And that's right, that's proper. I sometimes wonder, did they ever say those nice things to the one or the woman when they were still alive? Because no matter how they said it at the funeral, the man, the woman that has died didn't hear it. So there's a sense of urgency here, dear Christian. You can engage in the ministry of encouragement. You can do it. And you've got to do it urgently. Don't put it off because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. I came across some tremendous words and I want to read this to you. Listen very carefully to it. It emphasizes the urgency of the ministry of encouragement. Here's what it says. If with pleasure you are viewing any work a man is doing, if you like him or you love him, tell him no. Don't withhold your approbation till the parson makes oration and he lies with snow-white lilies on his brow. For no matter how you shout it, he won't really care about it. He won't know how many teardrops you have shed. If you think some praise is due him, now's the time to slip it to him. For he cannot read his tombstone when he's dead. More than fame and more than money is the comment kind and sunny and the hearty warm approval of a friend for it gives to life a savour and it makes you stronger braver and it gives you heart and spirit to the end if he earns your praise bestow it if you like him let him know it let the words of true encouragement be said do not wait till life is over and he's underneath the clover for he cannot read his tombstone when he's dead. How true are those words, friends? How true are those words? So there's a sense of urgency in this blessed ministry of encouragement because we never know what a day is going to bring forth. Flutter me I may not believe you criticize me I may not like you ignore me and I may not forgive you 
encourage me and I will not forget you and you won't forget that brother or that sister that has taken the time and the trouble to go to you and to encourage you just recently in preparation for this message I was looking up old files and I could have brought along this morning dear friends to this very meeting a number of letters that people have written to me to give me encouragement for the ministry that I've given to them I haven't brought them but those people have taken the time to sit down and to write a letter to me now of course that's a dying art these days because of the telephone and the treating and so forth but there's something, there's something different about a letter isn't there you can take it and there you have it it's in front of you they took the time to write the letter and I've got it thank you for your ministry thank you for the message and of course it brought encouragement to me when was the last time you treated somebody on your telephone when was the last you sat down and wrote that letter to that brother or sister oh dear Christian let's get busy let's get busy because this is a ministry that will bless you because when you bless others he will bless you here's what the Lord said to Abraham he says I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing actually in the Hebrew it's in the imperative and be thou a blessing God blesses us we bless others God gives to us we give to others so dear Christians at Moody's Burden Church the New Beginning Church you have a ministry all of you doesn't matter who you are you've all got a ministry so let's start today shall we this is the 1st of October 2007 let's start today today but oh isn't it wonderful here's a ministry we can all have did you know that you all have it so let's get busy and let's get busy encouraging the saints of God the Christians the young and the old but by the Lord bless you and listen, thank you for listening so, so, so wonderfully